so okay um i don't know i guess like what we should do is um should we just get into like the little intro yeah let's yeah let's just uh let's get right into it i think uh people have People have been waiting to hear from us. We've been ghost for about two months now, so we might as well <laughs> no. just uh, just give them that intro, and uh, we'll we'll move right into things. We got a lot of ground to cover today, for sure. Yes, we do. Um, I think we were looking to um, chat, like I think like before Thanksgiving of last year or whatever, but we just got really sidetracked. <laughs> well, I think it was course, around. Like, yeah, it of was course, around... like once that happens, then like your entire rest of the next month is fully saturated oh you yeah. don't have time yeah no well the holidays are fucking stupid and i'm glad they're over but like uh yeah no let's, and we're uh, talking about the holidays everyone in late february yeah right? it's yeah. The, literally the last day of february right now we're talking about uh and i'm sure we'll do a little little catching up whatever this and that because like you know we've we've talked back and forth but this is the first time in months that we've gotten to sit down and record. So, yes. I mean, I guess to that end, you know, welcome, welcome back, everyone. We're kind of, uh, this is the new sort of revamped version. Um, We've talked about kind of doing things a little bit differently, but you know, we, we still we stay off beat, so that's why we haven't changed it up too much. <laughs> but see, see if you notice, see if you like it. Uh, yes, let us know one way or another. Awesome. So basically, my name is Rodney, aka Greenbird555, and here's my co host Santino, also known as what is that again? Offbeat Santino. Offbeat Santino. Yes, I don't know how in the world I like blanked on it. I pointed <laughs> at you I'm like, what's it called again? Because I want to say Bellas Terminal, but you know what? Yeah, I haven't um, used that one that, in a while. I was actually looking at the shirt that um, I was looking at the shirt sitting yeah, in, sure, um, sure. The clo- in my closet that um, I got from you. And I was like, oh, I should probably wear that one of these days while we're recording and whatnot it's, it's damn near considered vintage now it's uh know. and you know <laughs> it's really weird when some of these kids nowadays are sitting here saying so i'm wearing this vintage shirt from like 2005 and i'm like wow it's wild to me like people of our age it's like a level of culture shock that they're really struggling with right now that like the sort of like retro flavor of the week is like mm-hmm. early 2000s but it's like think about it we are old. This is shit we, we were old. wearing when we were like 16, 17, 18 years old. Exactly. So it's like this is this is the natural progression of things, you know? But oh, uh, yes. yeah. It's our version of our culture shock versus <laughs> the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's like the only way how to like really think of it. Um, so I guess like what we should do. I guess like what we should do is like kind of like backtrack because I can't think of any because it's like everything has like been so long since we've chatted last. Um, well, by the way, thank you everyone who has randomly downloaded um, our episode, um, our last episode. I don't even remember what it was called and whatnot, and that was recorded hella months ago. I think we were talking about we were talking about our holiday plans, if uh, if memory serves. So yes. yeah, that was that was a whole thing. That was a whole thing. I I just recall that I because like 
November and and December just went by in a flash, basically. I just recall that I was in um, L.A. for about a week, the week before Christmas. And I totally forgot how awesome the weather is over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was like 70 degrees. Everyone was wearing tank tops going out to the club still and all that jazz. It was like it was like the best weather ever. And I totally forgot. That's like a total L.A. thing. Oh, I yeah, just told, yeah. I literally forgot how much the weather is amazing over there versus like where we are. Well, where I am in California, it's like dreary. It's either like raining or something like that, whatever the case may be. But um, what were you doing during the um, Christmas times? I'm in- uh, well, we had arrangements to do that whole oh that whole Sedona mm. thing so glad we didn't do that um we stayed home it was just uh just took it easy for Christmas which uh, again you know the holidays they just they fucking suck so it was just nice to uh, <laughs> sort of um you know fall back and not do much of anything which that's how I prefer it anyway I um I don't know like the thought of driving like hours away to like share a house with a bunch of people and like oh by the way <laughs> fucking uh because man see now I'm, now I'm telling everyone's business but everyone who's listening they don't know who I'm talking about so like because like one person used to have like a little bit of an issue with substances like nobody in the house was allowed to drink and I'm like fuck this like you again you have me Driving all the way up to fucking Sedona to, you know, hang out with, you know, a bunch of people who I don't really have a whole hell of a lot in common with. Mm. And like, usually you need alcohol at times like that. And it's like, I I totally respect if somebody like doesn't want to be around that, whatever this and that. But it's like, that's why it's a whole house. You go into like a whole ass other room and let like the grownups sit and drink. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I I mean, thankfully didn't have to go. Um, That's good. Yeah. And so, you know, it's uh, Christmas fucking sucks anyway. I got to be real. Like it's <laughs> you, you do you do what you got to do for your kids, of course. Yeah. But yes. like ultimately as an adult, why the fuck do we need Christmas? It's fucking stupid. Like seriously. So glad that's over. And like here we are talking about Christmas in February. But, I know. <laughs> you know, just uh, just catching up, staying off beat. Speaking of which, did you get anything fun for Christmas? Um, No. <laughs> no see there you go there you go yeah no, i mean sure. like i was just only like i was out clubbing the week before christmas and whatnot so that was my gift to myself oh man good for you. I, I swear <laughs> to god i don't have the energy for that anymore i don't even know what that is like I, i've reached the age now where it's like brunch is the most exciting thing that we do anymore <laughs> and, and i'm totally cool with that like 100 but the thing is we don't have a ton of brunch spots like near us so that's like it becomes a whole event like okay let's schedule in like a brunch for this weekend but you gotta yeah. like go to the city and shit and like um there's there's some good spots out there. Actually, there's a spot that we like called if if you're ever in the Phoenix area, you Rodney or anyone who's listening, check out a restaurant called Valentine on Central. Their uh, their pastry mm. chef just won the James Beard Award. Fucking oh. phenomenal. Yeah, it's 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 a very sort of like hipster vibe in there, but like it's like everything James they do, Beard they just Award do is so like well. just the next level of stature. Oh it's yeah, like yeah. What what is like the equivalent of the James Beard Award? 
just so people know because I get the vibe and all that jazz, but I don't think a lot of people possibly ever even heard that who listen to us currently right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So if you're, you know, if you're a, a, a foodie, I don't like that word because it's like, what does that mean? You like food? Everybody likes food. But if yeah. you're into, you know, a more elevated dining experience, the James yeah. Beard Award, that's sort of if you know a, a restaurant or a chef at a restaurant has won that award, you know that you are about to have, you know, a, a heightened experience. And it's not necessarily just like fine dining, because I know that intimidates mm -hmm. some people. So like there's even like places where it's like, you know, kind of like hole in the wall cafe type places or whatever. But the point being, it has to be, you know, a very special experience in yes. order to to get that award. It's it's very prestigious. So this is sort of the 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 Academy Award of cooking. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's like the only way how I can think of <laughs> describing what that award really represents. Um, once you get that award, it's like everyone wants to know what your opinion is at that point. Oh, much. yeah. Yeah. That's that's, I, that's that's what like that's like the only thing I can think of is I, that type of stature. Yeah, I'd say the only award that's like more prestigious as far as restaurants are concerned is like a Michelin star uh one through three stars but that's just for restaurants so whereas like individuals can win the james beard award so it's like the restaurant might not have it but their mm -hmm. chef does or something like that so it's 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 pretty huge it's definitely one of the most prestigious awards in the uh in the whole culinary scene you know um the fact that you didn't have to go to that horrible thing um oh, because it sounded like a hot mess hot mess hot mess <laughs> it sounded no, like a hot mess in the beginning when you oh, were no, telling no. me that last year yeah and it's just and like okay we're in Sedona again you've got like resorts you've got great restaurants this and that oh we're gonna do all of our cooking at the at the house and it's like none of y'all know how to cook like so again I'm driving <laughs> all this way to sit in a house where alcohol isn't allowed and I'm fucking eating goddamn spaghetti with with jar sauce and 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 and, and barbecue hamburgers and <laughs> shit like that uh you know sitting around with goddamn teetotalers fucking born again christians and shit and it's oh. like this is not my mm -hmm. scene like i could yeah. not think of a worse way to spend christmas <laughs> and then like then we get to be made to feel guilty about not showing up but it's like you know what we had other fish to fry at the time so yes. you know just kind of kind of leave that at that but you know, it's it's whatever. I'm just hoping that uh, that that doesn't become like the new tradition, and we're trying some shit like that every year. Because I'll have an excuse every year. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> so you know, um, before I guess, like we start going the direction where I want our podcast to start going. I guess, yeah, because yeah. we have been talking about this like on and off again, off camera, off of air for quite a while okay so it does not mean that we're not going to talk about beer care but it no, is not no. a focal point anymore okay yeah and it that's is the not thing. a focal it's, point you know it, it always kind of felt like it was something we were tacking on anyway and yes. i do think it's important to talk about point, you know yes it was, like, a... it was like that all last year i felt like we were sure. hacking it on and that's Absolutely. like that that's that's the best way how to describe it you literally just nail <laughs> the nail on the head it was like we were attacking it like pinpointing it in certain parts of the conversation yeah and, absolutely. And we were just like forgetting about the entire thing completely and then mentioning oh yes did you buy that product last year yeah. we're trying to like yeah. cram in like five minutes of conversation or something like that or whatever and it's I don't know. 
I mean, like it definitely really um, stuck to our name offbeat. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. It totally absolutely. does. So I want to get into this whole thing that happened. Okay. This, this does tie into the direction that we, I want our, absolutely. our, um, our, I guess, <laughs> I guess that this is a show. I don't know why I was like hesitant on saying the word show. This is a show. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Our show. Yeah. yeah, this is our show. Okay, so basically, um, I ordered these products last minute, sort of. It wasn't really that much of a last minute order because I got them. Um, I think I ordered them on a Friday. I ordered mm-hmm. them on a Friday, which I believe was, it was like a... Let me pull up the calendar really quick because I just I was more annoyed. I paid for expedited and uh, I didn't even get any of my shit. Yeah, until, I hate that. until later. Okay, so yeah, I believe that I ordered it on the fucking seventh of February. Okay. I ordered it like on the sixth, seventh, or something like that on February. And I didn't get any of my shit until um thursday the day i ended up like flying out whatever yeah, it was and i was yeah. just like are you fucking kidding me like this is supposed to be expedited shipping like you pay like an extra 15 20 whatever the hell it is for the for the stuff and um i'm just glad i did not bring it with me that for sure yeah that is the that's the biggest main thing about this takeaway is that I was so glad that I had um, another unscented beard balm um, that I was using up because that's all. I literally was like scraping it and I stopped using the beard balm for about four or five days. Yeah. Because I knew that I was going to like run out if I kept on using it or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like I have this feeling that I'm not going to get it for some odd reason. Like the products that I did order. Um so I used, so I had the remaining product from the Kun Beard product brand. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I'm just glad that I did not have this other brand. And I'm going to, and I'm going to say this name's sure, everyone. Sure. And it is a brand that everyone was whoring out. And I even remember you, you were ranting and raving. All no, about hey, it. I, I yeah. have nothing bad to say I about do- my own personal experience with yes. it. But hey, I'm not uh, not going to discount what's going on with you here. Yes. So I have not given the brand Bearded Mac the time of day for a very, very long time. It was kind of like I decided to show attention late to the party, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And they are one of the most probably more prominent indie brands out there. Oh, yeah. Very well established and whatnot. Yeah. But the most annoying thing is, and what I will say, is when I was trying to contact customer service when I came back, okay, and that's a whole different story. um, There's no 1-800 number. Yeah. Like, it was really weird. And I was like, hmm, with all of this shit you'd be cranking out and what you are quote-unquote sold out of and whatever i thought that they would have like a an active working number so i called the number again today okay yeah. um their customer service number and that number is 602-741-8289 
that fucking phone number rings once and then it says the person you're trying to call is not available and i'm just like hmm i hope that that's not some google fucking number whatever the fucking case it is and they're based in virginia so i'm just like why the fuck are they using an arizona number you know what i mean so i I did talk to i did talk to dude like a million years ago in the past and i'd completely forgotten about it until you had said it was a 602 number i do remember him saying that i don't know if he's originally from arizona but he did live in arizona at some point Mm. so that leads me to believe that that might be a personal number but if it's mm. like, oh, you can't reach a person, maybe it's a personal number that has changed and maybe he needs to update it on his website or something. I don't know. But that is that's disappointing mm-hmm. because, you know, like I said, I don't fuck with the indie brands anymore at all. Yes. And that's just me. Um, but I did always have a higher opinion of that brand um, just from from my own uh, yeah experience with them. I'm going to pause for a second. I've got an energy drink here. I want to open it, but I don't want the, the can opening on uh, so this can be edited out. There we are. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be louder than <laughs> But, um, you know, it is disappointing to yeah. to hear, you know, one, that the, the product wasn't so great and two, that, that the service doesn't necessarily seem to be, you know, up to up to par here uh mm-hmm. and that is kind of the the thing that you know i caution people with dealing with indie brands is mm-hmm. you know that's that's one side of it never mind this whole other side where this is a thing that is not regulated and i'm not saying that this is what bearded mac or any brand in particular does but it could legit just be some dude mixing this shit up at his uh at his dining room table mm-hmm. you know no no gloves on nothing sanitized whatever this mm-hmm. and that because this is this, it's still the wild wild west when it comes to these beard care products and you know yeah you're mm-hmm. starting your own, you know, skincare company. You mm-hmm. know all the the hoops you have to jump through. You know all the regulations and everything when it comes to skincare. Mm-hmm. When it comes to beard care, there is absolutely none of that. So yeah. that's another concern of mine when dealing with like the indie brands. But beyond that, there's not necessarily a whole lot of accountability. You remember I had an experience years ago with that one brand where the shit like the fucking thing came open in the mail and there's just like grease dripping everywhere. The hubris company. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, uh, just contact the post office and they'll get no you contact the fucking post office. <laughs> so eventually he did and he got so butthurt. He's like, well, I it took me 40 minutes to get. So I was supposed to sit on the phone for 40 minutes trying to get a hold of somebody. But that's the thing is and again that you're the business entity. exactly exactly like you're, the, you're the indie beard care maker yeah. whatever the fuck you want to call yourself yeah and like, it's like you are the one who has to do all of that <laughs> unless you can't afford an assistant to be doing all the stuff right and it's like i try to show the little guys some grace when it comes to that because i understand yeah. as a business owner myself how yeah. difficult it is to juggle you know multiple facets of you know a, a business where as normally you'd have a guy that handles this a guy that handles that whatever you mm-hmm. are that guy for everything so it's like i, I try and I try and give a little bit more grace when it comes to things like that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's like, well, if you're not, some customers are unreasonable, and I'm not saying they're not. But if you're not, like, at least trying to meet the customer halfway, 
what do you expect is going to happen? I mean, this is this is business. You need customers. So, yeah. you know, if you've got someone who's a little bit pissed off, but you can kind of work something out with them, guess what? They might come back to you in the future when they need something else. But if you got someone who's a little bit pissed off and you start ignoring them, they are never going to be a repeat customer. So no. that's just, I don't know. It It's like I said, I don't necessarily want to sit here and like dump on any one person, whatever, but there are some kind of fundamental flaws with this whole like indie side of the beard care game yes. that, you know, definitely ha have has kept me from, you know, supporting these brands when I can go with one of the larger companies and get just as good, if not better of a product mm -hmm. and a little bit more peace of mind, ultimately, at the end of the day, just in terms and of usually not scented amazing. That's one. Usually that's one of the other not. sacrifices that we deal with if yeah. we decide to go with a mainstream company. Mm -hmm. Very, just very minimal. Very minimal. They don't want to. They don't want to focus on scent or any of that. They're trying to keep their shit as uh, unoffensive as possible because yeah. you know they've got to have that broader appeal, which yeah, which I get. But also, you know, we've talked about it before. It's like mm -hmm. if I'm dropping, you know, four or five hundred dollars on a bottle of cologne, I don't need your fucking patchouli stinking whatever beard oil <laughs> overpowering that i Unless would rather patchouli have... cologne that's a whole different yeah theory. yeah well and that's that's and, and and no disrespect to patchouli that was just the first thing that popped into my mind but the thing is they're getting all those is it eos or whatever that company is called that they sell it like sprouts and all of them they're just getting those little vials of essential oil and again not regulated mm. so you can really fuck yeah. your skin up if somebody's putting a little too much or whatever mm -hmm. um they're, they're sitting there playing mad scientist, you know? Yes. Sometimes they really hit it out of the park. They do, and credit where credit is due. But then other times, man, it's just this, like, way too heavily scented, way scented in the wrong way stuff mm -hmm. that, like, I don't want to run around smelling like that all day. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's exactly. just Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to get into right now, everyone, why <laughs> I was really disturbed. Okay. For sure, um, yeah. I oh, yeah, shit, we haven't even really gotten into it. Yeah, I sorry. haven't even, like, I, um, so I ordered the Roaring Twenties Mac Beard Balm. Um, I, I don't know which one that everyone was um, tripping, obsessing over. Yeah, this one, I haven't even touched this one. Um, this one smells, this one is supposed to, like, be kind of like a barbershop-esque mm -hmm. vibe mm -hmm. or whatever, um, that was the big draw for me and i actually do like the fact that it, it's it's very kind of soft it's not overwhelming mm -hmm. so i mean like i'm still returning both of these and whatnot and it but i i kept on examining the the main culprit the only culprit i don't i don't even want to try the the roaring 20 was the 20s one at all mm -hmm. but when i opened this unscented as you can see because i still have the stuff everyone because um i'm going to talk about the whoever i was talking to on instagram oh my god this stuff smells so horrible oh my god i can't i can't <laughs> okay well now when you say horrible let's uh what what because you what, had described it to me and I, I laughed out loud when it I read was the like text. i had like i i was hoping you were going to fucking answer your phone because that was when i literally opened it yeah i literally opened it and i was message <laughs> i was messaging santino and i was just like dude i hope this guy is available i tried calling him 
a few times and whatnot at that moment. And I was like, I really need to tell someone right now what this fucking smells like. And the only way how to describe what this literally smells like is like, it's when I, when I told my husband about it, I was like, it smells like a barn full <laughs> of sheep. <laughs> 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 I kid you not you know what a barn full of like little vegetarian animals smells oh, like sure sure Ooh, absolutely yeah it, it smells horrible yeah oh my god my face is so red from laughing <laughs> it literally smells like a barn it smells like a wet barn that is for sure because I swear because I was like oh this must maybe it needs to be maybe it needs to breathe a little and I was like I don't know I don't really think this needs to breathe because I was just like and I had to look up the ingredients all over again and it didn't have anything to my knowledge um that would be offensive or anything like that or that would go rancid and yeah. I can't think of anything that would go rancid to my knowledge that is going to smell like a barn. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I kid you not, like when I say a barn, everyone, I'm, I literally do mean a real barn full of animals. <laughs> like that's what it fucking smells like. So when my husband got home, I was like, dude, you want to see what I ordered? And he was like, and he looked at me when he, cause he thought I was exaggerating. When I said um, I ordered some products and it literally smells like a barn. And he because like he said to me, you know, when you say something that sound, smells like something or is something, you, it feels like it's pretty over the top and you're exaggerating. But he was like, literally, it smells like a bunch of animals, <laughs> like a bunch of animals. I like, can you imagine what the beard oil probably would have smelled like? And this is the beard bomb, dude. Yeah, no, that and like, that's that's the, the thing right there. And it's like, okay, even if that is the case, where it's like, this is a one-off thing, maybe it, something went bad or whatever, this and that. That's where again, that customer service has to come in and be like, oh damn, I'm really sorry to hear about that. Let me send you your money back and send you a replacement or some shit like that, just oh, yeah. so you know. Didn't even, that, didn't even offer a yeah. replacement. I yeah. just said, I just want to return it and yeah. whatnot. I think their system is down too, because I wrote five paragraphs mm -hmm. of my description of what happened and what in their contact us thing. And yeah. of course, they said that they never received it. And I'm like, bullshit, you did not receive it personally. Yeah. There's no way the fuck that you did not receive what I just sent to you. And whatever, and the person claims that um, it wasn't sent. Um, I'm looking at the ingredients. Okay. So, this beard balm has shea butter, mango okay. butter, um, camellia seed oil, linolin. Lanolin is definitely going to, if you, if you get some funky lanolin, that's going to smell like a sheep for what, sure. What is that? Uh, it I, comes I've from it, it legit comes from like wool. It's like a byproduct. I don't know if it's like the the Let's the buildup or whatever. Let's let's look it up. Let's okay. So we're gonna shut do up. we're gonna do uh, a little education time for for us and everyone who's listening. Why would they put something from wool in there? 
lanolin, Latin from or from the Latin lana, which means wool, and oleum, which means oil. Also called wool yolk, wool wax, or wool grease, is a wax secreted by the sebaceous glands of wool-bearing animals. Lanolin used by humans comes from the domestic sheep breeds that are raised specifically for their wool. There's your barnyard right there. That's oh the thing. If God, you get some funky lanolin, it is going to smell like a sheep. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, so that is the issue. It probably they pro. Oh my God. You know what? I don't give a fuck if that was there. I don't think that they should be using that because because you know when they you, you know when they make clothing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's like imagine wearing clothing that is made from wool because sure. it, because there is now you remember they always say don't get wool wet. Yeah, you don't want to get wool wet. It yeah. smells funky. It does. It does smell funky. And sometimes that they do treat the wool in a way where it doesn't have that disgusting, funky, weird, wet animal scent or whatever. But I don't think that they should be using the extracts like that in the product. I'm being really honest, like if if this is everyone's ideal version of unscented basically and the people going toward going all this also for the people who are who have bought this product in the past i hope that it never smells like literally what it smells like because it literally smells like a wet animal smells like a barn (laughs) like i don't even know how else to fucking explain it like if you think smelling a wet barn on your face all day is attractive or appealing, then I don't know what to tell you unless you work at a fucking farm or you own a farm because then not, not the business. That is not that is not the business and whatnot. Because like, dude, if you're trying to make out with someone, they're gonna be like, Wow, <laughs> like I thought you worked in the fucking office or something, and here you are smelling like a barn. You know, you know what yeah, I mean? like you're like you're coming back from the, the stockyards or something <laughs> like that. Like no, no, that's that's that, and and that's the thing is, I, I believe it's Lanolin. a fairly common ingredient, not just in beard care, but like I know a lot of like hand lotions, shit that's like the that. First have one that, that I've ever seen. Yeah, um, but I don't I, I see believe that. I don't like, see. I don't see that in pro skincare. No, no, that's no, for no. sure. It's uh, from yeah. what I understand, and I could be wrong, but I believe it's more of a store. filler type thing. No, 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 no. More like drugstore product. Like, like, yeah, that's a department um, store thing. The drugstore is a department store. Oh, I the always dr- made a different sto- distinction. Yeah, because departments. Well, the drugstore is different, but I because like you guys know, I am not that person buying stuff from a department store or a drugstore and everything. Um, when it comes down to um, actual professional skincare. Skincare in general, but yeah. beer care, shaving my face, whole different story, you know? Yeah. But that is my first time. I guess, like, you know what, dude? I don't see any of that in these products I'm looking at right now because I recall not ever seeing that in any of these products before. From what I understand, I don't believe it's a very high-end product. That's the whole thing. I don't know that it's a filler. I don't want to say that, you know, without having 100% knowledge of the situation. But I know it's generally a more common ingredient in your sort of entry-level products. So 
you know, that in and of itself, I don't recall it's been so long since I've used any Bearded Mac products. I don't recall if that's always been something that they've included or not. Um, but it doesn't seem like it should be necessary, especially mm -hmm. because, ew, gross, I just spit when I said that. I'm telling you, the older we get, the grosser we get. I'm not going to lie, sitting here talking about <laughs> smelling like sheep and whatever. That's one of my fears. I so Now I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second, but I promise I'm going to circle back around. That is one of my biggest fears. You ever like, you're at the grocery store or something like that, and you're standing by, behind or like near some old person, and like, they just stink? Man, the older I get, I really worry about being a stinky old person. Because it's like, you can tell like, this person bays and they got their cologne, whatever, but it's like, it smells like cologne over stink. It doesn't smell like cologne. You know what I'm saying? Oh my so it's God. like I'm this old I'm skin not, not just gets stinky. With the, I don't know. The <laughs> Europeans and whatnot. <laughs> like the French people. Right. Right. And whatnot. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, no, but back to the, uh, the, the lanolin, you know, that is, again, like I said, that's a more, say, for example, you're, you're buying something for, for, you know, your hands, a, a, a hand lotion moisturizer type of uh, deal. You're not necessarily going to see that in, uh, uh, why can't I think of, you know, like a, a higher end brand for your hands, like your molten brown, which is not super high end, but that is what I use. And you get that at Saks or whatever. And, oh, so, and, okay, so I just read, I'm, and I know that you're talking, no, no, lanolin no, is sweat collected. It's, fucking, it's sheep sweat. That's the whole deal. Sweat. And yeah. Yes. And just looking at some of the color with some of these hand creams, a pure, 100% pure lanolin, I'm just like, that's disgusting. I can't. But I'm assuming, and I don't know this to be fact, but this is just me kind of thinking out loud here. I'm assuming there's got to be different grades of this stuff, right? Like with any raw material. Because there are definitely products I've had with lanolin in it before that it's like, it doesn't smell like a sheep. So like... <laughs> That's they got that going for them. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know, man. I don't know. What were you saying about Saks? <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm saying like if you buy your your hand lotion from like Saks or somewhere like that, it's not going to have that in there. But if you're yeah. buying it from like fucking Rite Aid or what? what is, do they have Rite Aid anymore? What is it called now? I don't know. Um, Whatever it they is, they do CVS. have Rite Aid. They do have our CVS. Yeah. I Remember believe... Longs? What happened to Longs? That's throwback right there. Um, I think most was it right yes. or one of them bought out Longs. One of them bought, remember, them, yeah. bought them out, but some old school Longs still exist. No shit. Which okay, I thought was kind of weird. Learn something new every day. But uh, but yeah, if you're buying your shit from from Longs, it's uh, it's gonna have lanolin in it. Now, again, yeah. like I said, I'm assuming there's different grades because just because so. it's a cheaper, you know, moisturizer from the drugstore doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be running around with hand smelling like sheep. So <laughs> it seems to me that maybe it could have been like a faulty batch of lanolin or something, you know, not mm. sitting here trying to make excuses for anyone. But again, yeah. that's the whole thing. If this is your business and this is something that that has slipped through your own quality control and made it to your customers and they're coming back to you with, hey, there's something not right here. These are the these are the, the the calls, the emails, whatever that you want to be on right away, because that's how you at least to me, that's how you retain your clientele or maybe somebody who's just trying your shit out and they're not sure they're on the fence. And it's like, well, didn't have the best experience with the product 
right off the bat. But the customer service was really good. They sent me a, a, a replacement. They sent me my money back, whatever the case may be. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, next time I'm in the market for something like this, maybe I'll be willing to give them a try again. But, you know, when you make the customer jump through hoops like that, like like it seems like uh, like you're having to do right now. Oh, yeah. That's that's a whole other conversation right there. You know, it's it's just it's they never, disappointing. They never offered to um, pay for the return. No, nothing. Um, and I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, you guys should be doing all of that. So, yeah, I guess Lanolin is in all of their beard palms. OK, see, I learned something new today. So whatever the case may be. I am not a fan of the unscented. If they're covering it with the fragrance because it's fragrance, fragrance is not natural, everyone. So um, whatever unnatural scent that Bearded Mac is using, okay, um, it's masking it very well. If this is what their version of lanolin is supposed to smell like, because this just smells like a full on barn with a bunch of animals in it and i don't Damn. like that <laughs> that's, that's like the only thing i can fucking describe <laughs> what it fucking smells like oh my god it was fucking driving me crazy i can't stand it but um but yeah that is it with my rant about <laughs> random ass animal <laughs> beard care products um i yeah i you know what like i I don't think any of the bombs that I have, yeah, because they were all vegan, quote unquote vegan or vegetarian based. Well, vegetarian, they will use animal byproduct at that point. Yeah. So you could see like beeswax or something like that. They're not necessarily, they're not using like dead animals, but they're not necessarily using things that animals haven't made. So, you know, you could, it's, it's like with food, you could say you're a vegetarian, but you still eat cheese and eggs and shit like that. You're not actually eating dead animals, but you're eating Mm -hmm. animal byproduct. Yeah. So it's the same thing with, uh, with, cosmetics which is what beard care falls under you know what what in the world happened to that whole emu oil phase that everyone was going through did that have like a fucking that's a good yeah because i'm like wondering like these animal but like these animal scent like extracts because like the sweat like that is nasty can you imagine collecting human sweat we already smell bad enough so you're collecting the sweat off of wool which is the fo- the which is the hair or fur follicle from the animal yeah, yeah. that you're collecting it from. And we'll like before it's processed, <laughs> like if you ever watch the videos, it's fascinating, really. It, it really is. Yeah. The the people who who harvest, they shave, they have like it looks like a big ass barber clipper and they shave the yeah. wool off the sheep. But the wool is fucking dirty because this is, you know, it's not a wild animal, but it's a farm animal. They're yeah. out in the outdoors. The sheep doesn't know that, you know, he's, he doesn't care if he gets dirty. He's like, hey, I'm getting a haircut in a few months. I don't give a shit. Yes. But, uh, you know, that's that's the whole thing. So I'm sure there's a lot of like funk in the the wool when it first comes off the sheep. So I don't you know. imagine that the cleaning process is very um, uh it's clean to a certain degree, but I wouldn't say that that it goes through like a bleaching process, unless like you're doing probably not like... until it's actually <clears throat> processed down into a, a fabric of some yeah, sort. You fabric, know? Yeah, fabric, fabric is like the only thing that I can think of because the moment you bleach something, then you're taking your the, that type of chemical breaks all of the 
natural fibers down. Yeah, in yeah, general. You're damaging so the fibers, you're, yeah. So you're damaging and um, contaminating the oil. So yeah. I would assume that they're only rinsing with hot water. Yeah, yeah. Which, which boiling hot water, once you rinse something, the oil um, can also float to the top because that's also how they make essential oils and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and everything you're just collecting the what's floating at the top. Technically, that's just another process of a distillery. Um, but um, a distilling, distilling essential oils. But um, but yeah, like that. That's just too much. But anyways, um, <laughs> the reason why I needed those fucking products, which I'm glad I didn't bring, was that um, I went to um, I went to Seattle. Well, this is awesome. Well, you you, you had that? told me that's where you were going, and you had kind of given me a little background already. So uh, yeah, let's. Uh, why don't you fill me and uh, and and our listeners in as to what's what's going on in Seattle for you? Okay, so I think like last when we were chatting or during the recording, I was saying I'm going to go in Seattle in in January. So I did mm-hmm. go in January. I absolutely fell in love with it. And I kept on telling everyone, it does not matter what fucking time of the year you decide to go, except for summer, because then you're sold on a pre on a pretense, fabricated illusion of what Seattle's really like, which sure. is not summer weather. <laughs> yeah. Summer weather over there. So I went during January, and that was when um the mudslides and like everyone's houses were like drifting away or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was so I went during that time. Everyone else was going to the gigs in California. I was not bothered. I didn't know everything like that was happening, mm-hmm. all that jazz, power outages left and right and whatnot um but i wanted to go because um we might move there my husband and i we might move there because he got accepted for his doctorate program which i'm not sure if i mentioned or if i did mention before um he got accepted for his doctorate program back in august late august of last year that is awesome so he finished his first quarter and all so after one more year then he starts his dissertation so basically, um, I wanted a view of Seattle and the state of Washington by myself without an, any other viewpoint obstructing anything. Sure. I wanted a totally separate, non-obstructive viewpoint, not muddling my view, not someone else's view of the state and everything. And I went by myself and I drove the fuck everywhere. Yeah, I drove the fuck everywhere. And I was so thoroughly impressed with that whole state so far. And more so, of course, the Seattle portion. But sure, everyone, yeah. thinks that, everyone just thinks that I just stayed in Seattle only. And I'm just like, no, like if I'm going to stay in a state, I'm going to drive very far north. Yeah, you were touring I, the whole area. So I was touring the entire area, but I will say I was very shocked how far away the airport is from actual Seattle. Is they, should right? just, they should just literally just call it Tacoma. They should never yeah, call it. Yeah, I know it's SeaTac Seattle Tacoma, the, but it's closer to Tacoma, yes, huh? Like, I'm okay. like, are you fucking kidding me? It takes like 30 minutes almost or whatever how long it was just to get to the airport, from the airport to downtown. Um. So I like that is not close. They should not call it 
they should just call it Tacoma. They yeah, should just yeah. literally just call it Tacoma. There, it like it's it's kind of like that area in um, what's that area called in Livermore, the San Francisco um, outlets. But oh, it's all the way yeah. over in Livermore. It's in fucking Livermore. That's it's not like San Francisco. Fucking plus miles away, yeah. and they're gonna yeah. have the audacity to call it SF Outlet. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that, and I don't know. It's a phenomenon that happened. You know, maybe around, and I, I suspect it was when like the Giants were good and they were winning World Series. Everyone mm. in the Bay Area wanted to pretend they were from San Francisco, and it's like, no, the Bay Area is not San Francisco. No. San Francisco no. is San Francisco, but like everywhere in the Bay Area, oh, I'm from SF. Really, what fucking part of SF are you from? Ooh, Concord? No, that's not. That's SF. not Get even Bay Area. That's, yeah, not, like, that's not even Bay Area. Yeah. That's literally East Bay. Yeah, and you're going almost all the way over to fucking Pleasanton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing: is the whole Bay Area is obsessed with pretending to be San Francisco, and like it's like, no, you're not. Literally, San Francisco, as far as major cities go, San Francisco is a small city, yeah. and like. The majority of people who you meet who say they're from San Francisco, they are not yeah. like it, it. It's one of those things where like San Francisco is like so expensive and exclusive now that like even if somebody is like from San Francisco, they've probably moved out and they live somewhere else now, like that yeah. sort of thing, you know? Yeah, it, it's usually that that's usually the case. And um, and or if they. Uh, if their family is lucky that they actually bought a house way, 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 way back then. But their house is shit. Oh, yeah. A lot um, of those motherfuckers living out there. Don't don't get it twisted. Don't let it fool you. A lot of like, people who actually do live in SF, they could not afford to buy their house that they're living in if they no. had to. That's that's literally the only thing they have that's worth anything. Yeah, literally. Um, it's a whole different level of... Um, expense because the average it's unbelievable that they were giving like a list um i think it was sf gate or it was either forbes they were talking about like the top 10 houses bought under a million dollars in sf and i didn't think you could buy a house under a million dollars in sf and i was just like okay let's look at this and i was just like looking at it and i'm just like this is like the most extreme fixer-uppers uh, yeah ever. i'm Guessing like somewhere that's like borderline condemned out in like fucking South City or Daly City or something like that. Something like, random. It was so random and whatnot. Like, yeah. I just could not really just like. <laughs> like even even though I'm from a pretty well off background and everything, most of my family, they always tell me like there's no way I would ever reinvest into the city. No, not no. Because. That's too much money. Yeah. They say that's too much money. And if they're saying it's too much money, they're being realistic and whatnot. I'm not trying to be unrealistic and trying to be trash flash cash, trying to fucking buy a fucking ready fucking a building, whatever yeah. the fuck the building is. It's just, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy expensive how expensive it is over there. But, oh, yeah. um, but anyways, um, Yes. Um, I visited Seattle again in sure. February of this year, which is why I needed those horrible 
bearded Mac <laughs> products, but I never got them. So that was good that I didn't bring them. For sure, for so sure. So basically, um, my husband came along this time and he visited his school that he um is attending and whatnot. So that's a that's a that's a really big deal. So for him, he'll be going to Seattle way more by himself doing residency. So that is something that he will be doing down the road. Um, I'm just hope that I can be able to go for the ride, basically, because I just want to get the fuck out of California <laughs> whenever yeah. I'm able to. But um, but yes, that is the biggest reason why I wanted um my beer care products, everyone, because I wanted my beard to look good. I wanted it to look intact. I got a fresh cut and everything. I had it trimmed, all of that. You know, no, you know you're, I mean? you're you're traveling. You wanna you wanna look good. You know, that's yes, that's the whole exactly. I mean, you wanna look good anyway. And I I that's I I say that right now and I'm literally wearing sweats, but uh, as I told you <laughs> before we start <laughs> recording, I'm going through a depressive episode, everyone. So sweats it is. Mm-hmm. But the point being, you do want to look good regardless. You wouldn't be listening to a a, a a podcast where we're talking about grooming products and tips and things like that if you didn't at least have some interest in your appearance. But definitely yes. when you're on the road, when you're in a different city, something like that, you you just you never know. You know, you want to just be extra, extra feeling yourself. Yes. Uh, you have no idea who you might run into. Exactly. Exactly. That is for sure. Yeah. Because like you said, um, <sighs> what is it? Nordstrom's headquarters is based Nordstrom there. Nordstrom is headquartered in uh, Dude, you know, I was very disappointed with the shopping in really? all of Seattle. I was really? so disappointed. The reason why is because Nordstrom's is the major head honcho over there they, sure. they they destroyed all of their competition but you know it's it's tough because nordstrom <sighs> they don't appeal nordstrom has a different appeal it doesn't um it's not a store that i flock to the store that i usually flock to is a blooming nails yeah because see, they're and more that's... on that trendier stylish yeah. vibe and everything yeah. there's no there's no Saks Fifth avenue there there's that's no wild. neiman marcus there there's no um they have a a random ass um Saks Fifth Avenue outlet, which I thought was strange. And it's right across from the main Nordstrom flagship, which I thought See, was, that's, very, yeah, that was that's very weird. Super weird. Yeah. It was very weird. Um and they also what is it? I don't even think they have a Macy's anymore. I don't, yeah, they no more Macy's anymore. No, no great loss though. Macy's has really like Macy's has accepted like moving down the food chain. I feel like like I think so too. It's because... like they're just like they they trade on the fact that they're still Macy's, mm-hmm. um, and that's a prestigious name to some degree. But God, Macy's it's like fucking J.C. Penney or Sears or something like that. Like <laughs> it's all weird, like off brands, and everything's like polyester and cheap and like. I don't know, man. Like, except I, for the main flagship locations, um, SF, which that one is a, it's a given. That one's yeah, going to be, yeah. it's like walking into Bloomingdale's, but they're, but that, but they have a real Bloomingdale's right behind yeah, them. So yeah. they're not going to have you there. Plus, you're literally $5,000 dress or $5,000 fucking suit you want to buy yeah. sitting inside of the Macy's, even though it's in that ultra high end Macy's. It's it's a, it's a beautiful the... location, the SF one. But literally, yeah. like on the other side of the block, there's Neiman's and across the yes. park, there's Saks. So yes. like 
again, they can't they can't compete. They do have or I I haven't been there in years. They did have uh the uh the burger bar upstairs. Remember that place where you got the fucking it's giant still martinis? There. It's fucking still there. Love that. Yeah, no, that was awesome. <laughs> that that is still there, and um they still have that iconic cheesecake factory location ah for sure for sure it does not matter it was really weird i was actually reading before um i hopped online today sf gate was saying that um that they that the cheesecake factory inside of the macy's in sf is um a landmark or whatever i forget it's like they're they were considering really? it as an iconic landmark and it was really funny reading the comments because sometimes the comments, like these people just want to say something. Oh, people be talking shit. Yes, they do. They just want to say something. And I said to myself, I was like, um, this location is pretty fucking awesome because of the view. Yeah. I don't, I am not someone who goes there or has gone there religiously. I'm talking about Cheesecake Factory in general. That is not yeah. a place where. I remember going to no, I don't really um, out that. of my way. But yeah. a lot of people don't re- like a lot of people don't remember unless you're old money. Okay. Yeah. So basically I remember Cheesecake Factory in Marin. That was okay. just a next level weird location. Because <laughs> <laughs> the reason why, okay, and I don't know if anyone listening in California even remembers this. And then I'm only talking about the Marin location. So this location was very expensive back in the day. It's way more expensive than it was um, then than it is now. So basically yeah. when I think like it was like, the first two or three pages, I may have mentioned this before, um, the first two, three pages when you open the menu, it's all about mm-hmm. plastic surgery. And See, then, that always... And then, <laughs> like, two, three pages <laughs> in, okay? And this is in the, the Marin location that yeah. I'm talking about in Corte Madera. Yeah. So anyone listening who has gone to the Corte Madera Cheesecake Factory location, and I'm and I'm almost 40, everyone. I'm talking about to... I'm talking to anyone... That is in my age range that remembers sure. this. Sure. Um, not these kids. No, <laughs> they no. don't know what they, they had, they'd be like, this old man doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so when you get to the middle, there would be um more menus within side of the food menu about where to get your next plastic surgery or where your next vacation destination should be. Yeah. And then when you would pick, move through all of those other pages, then there'd be more food. And then at the very end, it would be about another classic surgery ad. Yeah. That's wild to me that the menus have ads at the cheesecake factory. Like what the fuck? Like, okay. Yeah. They, whatever. Do they but... still have it? Or was it I, I mean, just I that location? To, I haven't been to cheesecake factory was, in a long time, but that, was just I, that I, location. <laughs> well, other locations I've been to had ads as well. So that that's wild to me. I just, uh, yeah, that that one I don't get. But the whole thing is that area, and I mean, that's your stomping ground, so you know. Mm-hmm. You have chain restaurants there, but they're all, like, different than they normally were. Like, yeah. what was the one in, I think it was in Larkspur, um, and it was, like, a fondue place, but it was legit in, like, a cave? Like, mm. oh, fuck, I can't think of it now. Uh, was it called it. the Hot Pot or something like that? Oh, yes, the Hot Pot somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. 
It was, you walked it, in it, and it was you were like legit walking into a cave and that was the yes, restaurant. Yes. Um I know what you're talking about. Um a lot of people nowadays when people think of the word hot pot they think of like Asian food. But sure, place, yeah. I believe that it was literally called that. Yeah, I, I think it was. I literally do recall a fondue place in Marin because a lot of people were tripping about it and I was like I'm not into cheese like that <laughs> you have to be really into cheese you gotta everyone. be into it yeah you yeah. have to be really obsessed with cheese to go to a fondue restaurant yeah in particular yeah you have to really be obsessed with it and, but... and sharing germs too because let's let's be real people double dip in that shit and it's nasty yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know um <laughs> this <laughs> conversation that this is is why i love doing our recordings and whatnot because like this is leading up to where we're trying to go everyone um i'm gonna have to stop chatting soon but um the direction, I guess, like, I, do you think we should really share on the direction that we're trying I, to Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Let's keep everyone in the loop. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, let's let's get into it. I think we should get the uh, get the listeners involved. I think we may have mentioned about it or whatever. Um, but I think it's more of, like, us talking about it on and off again. Off, um, on, um, off air versus on air. So... Um, I guess it's like um, the direction where we want everything to go, where this podcast is going. Um, I feel like our demographic is now more like kind of confused on where we are at. Does that make For sense? For sure. Yeah. No, I, I feel I like agree. our I feel like our demographic is definitely confused on where we are at as um that's this duo that you guys um, listen to. And um, I I was telling Santino months ago that um, I think that the direction was pretty clear when we were chatting last, honestly. And I think it was before and even after the recording where the direction, what what where we were heading yeah so i guess like my question to you did you ever hire on that other person or hire on anyone possibly because i was telling you last time it's very obvious that you need an assistant when we were chatting last because you were wondering like why am i putting myself through all of this bullshit and this fuckery um when it comes down to overloading yourself because like let's be real we were talking about um like we should be a happy when it's busy when even yeah, though we yeah. don't want it to be busy it's because when we don't when we want it to be busy it's not busy you know yeah. what i mean no for sure no and 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 i did not and it's really funny you should mention that because i was actually talking with i I'm, I'm reading still, your mind <laughs> <laughs> i'm still super busy right now and um i had wrapped a, a pretty big project that like I was proud of myself for like being able to get it wrapped as quickly as we did. But the client had kind of a whole team working mm-hmm. on it and they just kind of let me uh, 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 direct their team as to how, you know, how things were going to be. And that was super helpful. Um, but what? Then I it guess was... like, what is it exactly that you do? 
because remember we were talking about I don't think a lot of our listeners know exactly what we do and we did say that we would share yeah a more about what we exactly do because this is how we are changing the direction yeah so the short answer of what I do I, I'm a web developer but the the actual job description continues to become more and more nebulous just because I am, you know, a a one man show here. Mm -hmm. So originally I had gotten into promotion as well, just because it's sort of a natural fit. It helps once you're kind of getting people established with their online brand, getting, you know, their presence out there. It's important to, you know, help with SEO, help with email marketing, shit like that, whatever. So, you know, I've gotten into that, but now even beyond that, you know, it's getting to be more of a, any sort of little thing uh, i'm actually talking with somebody who has mm. already got a pretty well established brand definitely bigger than anything that i could have helped them build but mm. they're looking for a social media manager now i have worked as a social media manager in the past but i i'm not even going to pretend like it's something i could jump right into right now so we're mm-hmm. talking uh you know just expectations things like that just to see if it would even be realistic cuz originally they were like well do you know anyone and i'm like i might but let me see if I can help you with this instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, I, I was a social media manager last in like 2014. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's a completely different world from then. Uh, so, you know, that's just another element that I'm trying to kind of fold into my repertoire here. The problem then becomes you do spread yourself super, super thin. And that's mm-hmm. sort of where I'm at right now. And, and, you know, again, to go back to, you know, whole depressive episode, whatever, I'm sure a lot of it's just burnout. And I'd like to be in a position where I can start, you know, outsourcing some of this. But, you know, I definitely don't want to put myself in a bad place where it's like, you know, you have someone on payroll or whatever, this and that. Uh, so, you know, it would be more like I'd rather prefer to be sort of an intermediary where it's like jobs that I just don't want to or need to be doing. I can farm Mm. them out to someone else. The problem is in this industry, you have some very, very exploitative like firms, we'll call them for lack of a better term. So if you go on websites like Fiverr and shit like that, you look at what some of these quote unquote designers are doing and how little they're charging for it. The thing you don't realize, and I actually, it's funny because I was working with another client, smaller client, but um, they also have a nine to five in the nonprofit sector. And I was talking to them about it. And what they filled me in on is Fiverr legit uses like borderline slave labor because it's like Mm. other countries have like content farms and shit like that. And so you're dealing with, it's not Fiverr itself. I don't want to, you know, send the wrong impression there. Fiverr is just giving them a platform, but a lot of these people on Fiverr, it's legit content farms where it's like, these people are, you know, being made to work for like way, way, way less than their work is worth. And that's why. Like the, like the digital assistants that are literally doing everything that someone in america would be doing and they're gonna sit here and ask for let's just say 30 to 30 yeah. an hour yeah and they're that's being the and these people are getting paid only eight an hour yeah yeah that's the thing because like when i charge hourly i charge you know on the the middle to low end of the spectrum there are some people who 
good for you if you can get it but i find you know it's better to charge a little bit less and just keep the hours coming in versus charging more and you know trying to and maybe that's my problem maybe you want the bill of hours <laughs> but yeah I, I want the hours Bitch. that's my whole thing we, we all we all have our, our little greedy streaks inside of us um but uh but yeah no so that's that's the whole thing right there is there are only so many hours in a day yeah. and, and you know i i don't care what a person's industry is we all you know especially if you're if you're doing it on your own like you are with your skincare things mm -hmm. like that we all kind of want to you know make sure that we are getting the most out of our own work right yeah. i don't necessarily believe in I don't, the internet it's such a it's such a weird and gross place but you have a lot of people who you can tell are just barely making enough to to get by and god mm -hmm. they simp so hard for rich people thinking that like oh if i go on facebook and fucking jerk off to elon musk someday i'll be rich too you won't mm -hmm. trust me you won't you're never going to get picked it's always going to be shitty for you so quit like acting like quit white knighting for these people but it is wild because it's like i don't ever want to be that person who is like exploiting the people under them i i have no problem exploiting my own labor but i don't mm -hmm. want to take advantage of you know somebody who's relying on me for income which that's the yeah. whole thing with why i don't necessarily want to hire someone at least not yet until i'm at a point where it's like okay i know for a fact i can be comfortable and then make sure that this person's comfortable as well um that being said, you know, there's definitely some things that I am looking to sort of outsource and I just mm -hmm. haven't, maybe I'm a bit more of a control freak than I'd like to admit I am. I don't think I am, but maybe I am because it's like, I'm just not comfortable, uh, you know, staking my reputation on the work of somebody who I found off of, you know, Indeed or one of these mm -hmm. other websites just yet without knowing them a little bit more first. So yeah i i think a lot of it is just self-inflicted wounds on my part in terms of like burnout and shit but i think there's a lot of you know small business owners people who are you know kind of in it for themselves um who can probably relate in, at least in that in that regard because it's like no matter what you do it feels like well i don't know that this is going to actually make things any easier for me mm -hmm. you know um the the thing is like your world versus my world um that we are in um i need someone in person yeah whereas you're the type of person that doesn't necessarily need that physical person or whatever yeah absolutely like they're in the office and whatnot yeah so like for instance like with my industrial space or something like that um I actually really need to have someone help me, but I cannot afford that right now. Yeah. I really yeah. like, um, I cannot afford that. So that's why I do so much of this fucking shit by myself a lot of the times. And yes, it's a very, I have a very small team, but this is like, this is that camaraderie that you always hear that these people that were there the longest from the very beginning why they're so high up there oh absolutely the, and whatnot because they were there from the very beginning and those were the only people that i can trust that i can actually do the shit that i'm asking them to do yeah so um i would love to have an, an assistant and everything but i don't think that the assistant is going to do what i'm going to ask them to do properly until like i can't have them do it until i have mastered doing it myself 
Absolutely. Pretty much. Absolutely. And um, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing, it is so repetitive. And what is another word for mundane and all? Um, boring. It is very boring. <laughs> that is for sure. And also, like, I would love not to be getting up so early in the morning as well. Yeah. But I have to. Um, yeah. There's it's there's no way that I cannot be getting up so early in the morning just to get the shit that I want to have done out of the way. Yeah. Um, I will edit this part out. And yeah, no, for sure, but, for sure. But to get fucking people to um, like their view, their attention or whatever, these people that I work with that live in like Italy or if I'm contacting someone in um, Asia. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, fucking A. Like, that is a huge time difference right there. Yeah, yeah. And you can't get anything done when you know someone else is probably not going to want to wake up that early in the morning to get yeah. that shit done. <laughs> so you have to adjust your schedule to accommodate them. And that's just sort of, you know, unfortunately, the way it goes until you get big enough where it's like, okay, I'm throwing, you know, I'm not, it's, I'm no longer throwing thousands or tens of thousands of dollars at you. I'm throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars at you. Yes. So now you make me a priority. But until you yeah. reach that point, unfortunately, you're the one who has to make them a priority. Which... Yeah, because like, you know, that the person that I would be hiring, they're not going to want to get up at fucking 3 a.m. Yeah. To make yeah. a damn phone call because yeah. for God, for God only knows whatever, um, whoever the hell you believe in, God's in whatever. They're probably partying up until like fucking 12 a.m., <laughs> 1 a.m. And then here I am. They're going to be they're going to be trying to make a phone call, supposedly, like at 3 yeah, a.m., 4 a.m. Yeah. to to get a hold of someone at um at 5 or 4 p.m. in another country and whatnot. Like, come the fuck on. Like, yeah, no, no. they're not going to do it. So <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I'm not going to like I'm going to cut that part out and everything for sure. Like. You know, I'm sure that some of these people listening to us, they can totally relate to I'm sure. um to that, especially if they own their own business and even if you own your own beard brand and whatnot, not the brand beard brand. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried their shit and whatnot. But yeah, I'm talking about your beard like your products, whatever it may be. Um, whether it is um computer software all of the above um that is something like you have to really think about because i already know that i would have to shell out like you know 30 40 50 dollars an hour just to have this fucking assistant do and this is what i mean like why i can't have them um i can't afford someone right now yeah is because like then they would be on payroll for no reason yeah, and I don't exactly. really need them when I don't exactly. really need them at the very moment, um, yeah. which is not the case when I actually really need them. I mean, like, unfortunately, that's the point of contracting and whatever. You're contracting them because you need them for that short period of time. Yeah, for sure. Know? And um, I don't want I don't want to make someone an employee employee mm-hmm. until it is really necessary, because when you make them an employee employee, that means that they rely on you for a consistent income. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's the whole thing is, you know, it's sort of like you have your family, you mm-hmm. have this is this is weird. And I don't mean to to have it sound as reductive as it does, but it's like you have your kids, you have people who rely on you. 
Yeah. And now you're adding one more person to that, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 yeah. and that's the thing. I'm not trying to make it sound insulting. In fact, it's the exact opposite where it's like you had better, you know, really be on your shit and be able to provide for this person because they have a family that's depending on them. They yeah. have, you know, a spouse, a kid. I, I don't care if they live by themselves and they just have a, a cat or a dog or something like that. They still have people or animals or whatever that rely on them. Even if yeah. it's just them, they got bills to pay. They got whatever. So it's like you can't fuck mm -hmm. around. Um, and that's that's the problem is, you know, so many businesses, they do fuck around with their employees and it's fucked up. And that's, you know, whatever it is, you go to the grocery store, you go to a restaurant, you go to wherever. And it's like so many of these places are trying to get the most amount of work for the least money possible. And that's mm -hmm. why the customer service isn't so great. That's why the people aren't so happy, whatever this and that. And it's like, I don't necessarily hold it against them. I, or I Put it this way. I don't take it personal when I go somewhere and the service isn't so great because it's like this is a person who, you know, is probably being worked into the ground and making not very much money. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's like I don't when I am in a position to be hiring people, I don't want to be that kind of employer. You know, oh, yeah. I want to make sure that the people who are working with me, who are part of my team, that they're taken care of, that they don't fucking hate waking up in the morning and going to work every day. And that's why I have been kind of hesitant because it's like, I'm not necessarily trying to like maximize like my value or whatever from, mm -hmm. from people because I've had nine to fives where it's like, I've had the really shitty jobs and I've had the jobs where it's like you were really taken care of and you had a lot of, you know, extra benefits to come to work. I had a boss who would buy us lunch every day, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're more willing to to come in and bust your ass for somebody who who treats you like they respect what it is you do versus mm -hmm. somebody who just sees you as, you know, a means to an end. So yeah. that's, you know, at least for me, that's where the conflict comes in in terms of, you know, actually hiring any sort of help much to my own detriment because it's like again i'll take advantage of my own labor i'll work myself into the ground but mm -hmm. i just would not feel right about doing that to someone else and there's just mm -hmm. too many businesses where you know ownership management whatever they're just more concerned with the bottom line than the people who are working for them and that's to me that's fucked up that's why you know and look around the whole world seems unhappy right now you know yes and I, you know that's actually really funny that you said that I have been telling everyone for over the past four, four, four or five months right now. That's like what's wrong with SF's customer service mm -hmm. Absolutely. because there's really no more customer service anymore. No. And everyone expects all of this over the top zealous energy when it comes yeah. down to the customer service, but look at the people who go into these facilities, they're also the ones being, you know, overworked yeah. um, from yeah. their job or whatever. And, and, or that they were given everything and giving everything to them, yeah. handed over everything. What is that word that we have been using for a while? It's what the, um, it's so what the fucking tech industry has really enabled that I want it now type of entitlement. the entitlement and everything. Yeah. It's what the, the what the Gen Zers, especially they're like the Gen Zers. They have like that. I want it. I saw it. I want it now type of mentality. And of course, like they're getting that from the millennials, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which they are the parents of those kids. Yeah. Yeah, basically. for sure. So, um, 
I always tell everyone we can blame the tech industry, such as Facebook and Google, because um, remember that they created their establishments, their um, their colleges, because remember, they call them, oh, the, oh, I work for the Google College and whatever, yeah, Colorado yeah. and whatever. So basically, it was a it's a place where, you know, they didn't want you to leave. So they ha- gave you three square meals a day. They mm-hmm. gave you nurse of random nursing. Um, they had you could have your psychology there. You can have your psychiatric evaluation there. They had um, chiropractic there and everything. They also had like regular massages always happening for the employees and all that jazz. So that creates a lot of an entitlement. And so after you have enabled that type of behavior and then you ask these people like Elon Musk and whatnot, whatever in the world goes on at that business and everything. But when you ask all those people, it doesn't mean that that mentality that you have perpetuated to give them does not end up reflecting down. It doesn't trickle down. No, no, absolutely not. No, it's like, it does not mean it's not going to trickle down. It totally does trickle down. So I feel like when you, have enabled all of that bullshit it reflects on the customer service and oh, obviously time. the customer service can also reflect on you because you are the one providing the service to the client yeah or whatever absolutely so um i guess like and also what i'm also saying is like that overworked stuff that you were talking about yeah yeah because like you're because you're not going to I'm not saying that you are the type of person that would not pay someone For like sure. their normal hourly wage, whatever it may be, considering like, let's just say as a virtual person yeah. that you're working with and whatnot, a virtual person that you're working with. I have no idea how much these people would be making or whatever, but if I had a, an assistant in person, this person would be making, let's just say 35 an hour. Let's yeah. just say that. I'm just using that as an example and I'm only going by California standards, everyone. I'm not going by someone else, some other state standards. Yeah, and that's that's the thing because you know? somebody might be listening and think, oh, that's a lot. But no, in California, that's that's about in line with what you're paying an assistant. That's not, yeah. you know, excessive by any means. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, a lower end of the spectrum would be about 50 grand, maybe $35,000 and whatnot. Now that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like that's, that's not a lot I meant. Um, like, uh, well, actually what I mean by a lot, it, I, what I mean is, is that that's a lot of bullshit to be dealing with, to be someone's assistant, because that yeah. is just a bunch of constantly like changing everything, then your work to the ground. Because like even if you're making a, a like thirty-six thousand dollars a year, like dude, that could be a salary and that's not hourly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So you could be doing all of this fucking slave labor nonsense and whatnot for only thirty-six thousand dollars. Like well, and that's yeah, that's the thing. That's where a salary becomes such a fucking scam, especially in a place like California working in tech or something like that. Because oh, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like okay, if you're making that 35, 36 grand, that's not a ton of money anyway. No, but you know, you're you're supposing that that's a 40 hour week. Yeah, it ain't 40 hours, 60, no. 80 hours minimum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you are uh, at the mercy of your employer at that point. So mm-hmm. unless you have it in writing that, you know, once you are, you know, done at five o'clock, nobody's going to be emailing you, nobody's going to be calling you, whatever this and that. Expect to be woken up with some work problems pretty regularly. Oh, yeah, totally. 
totally there's no there's no way so that's what i mean like i don't think um if i hired someone to do what i'm actually doing right now they're not going to want to get up at the time that i'm getting up like i was saying yeah. earlier yeah well santino we can go on but i have an appointment to go to for sure <sighs> so um i am so happy that you hopped on we yeah, need to absolutely. we need to um schedule another recording relatively soon definitely um because i still haven't even touched upon um what's going on in my business and my little world of mine yeah. my, it's of its own um but with that being said, was there anything you wanted to share with our listeners um, before we go? Was there any short tidbit advice? Because we're uh, doing everything very differently now. Yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing that I can really think of right now. Just everybody, everybody's kind of doing the best they can. And so, like, mm -hmm. you can take a moment, step back, catch your breath and just like pat your own self on the back for that um but other than that i don't have any new products or anything like that to talk about uh which i know it's so boring but um it's not really boring yeah it's just <laughs> just kind of is what it is just maintaining that's sort of the energy right now like fucking don't 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 match that negative energy out there i think that's why we're all you know running around pissed off just match that maintaining energy like find somebody yes. who's just like just doing doing the best they can getting by and like be like i want to be like that person so there you go. There you go. Just do you. Yeah, to be quite honest, sure. just do just do you. Because that's what I do. And, and for some reason, I still have a lot of hating ass people trying to pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't understand that. And I'm just doing me. And I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not minding my own business. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Just do the fuck you're just do whatever the fuck it is that you're doing. Just do you. That's the best sure. advice that I can give right now. For sure. I agree. Um, I'm trying, we're just trying to wrap everything up right now because there's so much um, stuff that I need to do that has nothing to do with this recording, everyone. But yes, okay. Once again, this is Rodney, aka Greenbird555. You can find me on all platforms except for, um, what's that one? Facebook and Twitter. I think I've officially deleted my Twitter. I think oh, yeah. I, I think I officially did that not that long ago. But yes. And where can we find you, Santino? Uh, you can find me very, very sporadically posting on IG at Offbeat Santino. Mm -hmm. Okay. With that being said, stay you, stay weird, and stay offbeat, you guys. See you, everybody. <laughs> oh my god, that, I, I like I like how it was like even more awkward or whatever. Oh, for um, sure, for the sure. Last one, yeah. but you know, it's it's kind of like a given. That's what's oh, going yeah. to happen. It's yeah, that's what's absolutely. going to happen. But I do have to go, Santino. As I for sure. Have an appointment and whatnot because I didn't even talk about how sick I was or whatever. But.